I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Scant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Welcome, everybody, to another week of The Remedy with Tobacito and Janice Gant and Kevin Ebling. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello, Kev. How you doing? Hi, Janice. It's so good to see you up walking around. Yeah, Tova is strutting with a walker. (laughs) Can you strut with a walker? Well, yeah, I think so. You just shake that booty a little bit, not too hard. You don't want to disrupt the pelvis feeling. No. no. In fact, my doctor was so proud of me for staying off of it because I'm usually in life a terrible patient. Uh And like you and Kev, a little Uh bit rebellious. You break the rules. Uh Yeah, I'm way more of a rule breaker, but I have... Totally kept all the rules mm-hmm. with my healing. It makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. That's what I, Tom and I were talking the other day about you, and he said, you know, I, it's just I'm so glad Tova's walking. And I, and just like I said to you earlier, I said, you know, she is reaping the benefits of doing what they told her yeah. to do. Yeah, I really have. How I long mean, have you been walking? Oh, because I haven't seen you a couple three weeks. Three days. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just got the green light on. When did I go to the doctor? Thursday? Friday? So when did you get rid of the ramp officially? Oh, is it gone? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Erica must have taken it down today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, Erica, when we came back from the doctor today, I was like, Erica, we need to get the ramp down. Yep. It was definitely not there. It was a good sign. (laughs) Yeah. It's really great. Oh, that was so depressing. I know. It was a bummer. I know. And it was a bummer. Cute Erica, who helps me here, she was like, uh, she would say, Tova, let's go out for a walk. I'll take, and you know what? I just could not go for a walk in my wheelchair. I couldn't do it. I know. It was t- making me too sad. I know. I'd rather just stay inside and look at what I'm missing <laughs> on the outside. Would y'all do that? Well, are you, you know, when I, after I had my knee surgery, they get, I had to get a wheelchair and they made me get a cane and I never used them one time. That, now that blows my mind. I was like, no. I'm not, but they didn't tell me not to walk. I mean, I was, I didn't, you weren't breaking. I needed to walk. That was part of your therapy. They just wanted me to walk with a cane, and I there was because they don't want you to fall. That's my biggest risk right now. Well, uh huh, and uh huh. Yeah, Yeah, you don't want to fall. But I was like, "Mm -mm." I went up and down the stairs the day I got home. I mean, that's insane. It's just such a testament to how strong and fit you were going into it, and truly pain medicine and that <laughs> when Blair I, I might have did I say this before on the podcast I don't know but Blair came over that it, right when I got home from the hospital and she was like mom you need to stop you're just scurrying around the house you just had surgery and she called Wesley and said mom is just scurrying around the house but she's high she's so high <laughs> I was I was on pain medicine and I was just Walking around, but they, you know, they told me to move, so. Yeah. Well, some, some, after some surgeries, the best thing, like after you have a baby, they want you to get up and yeah. walk. Uh, yeah. They say that gets you healing. Now that I am walking, mostly with a walker, I, I can already feel that my body all the way around in my mind exponentially is 
just getting i mean i i got to go in the boat this weekend oh at, nice and that was you know just i am not an a sideline girl uh-huh. how'd am, you get in it uh very carefully holding uh-huh. on to everybody uh-huh. on the way in and the way out but i'm just not a sideline girl I do not watching other people going and doing things when that I love to do. Uh-huh. And I don't know, maybe I do. It's not that I'm like scared that I'm missing out. I just want to live every situation. Yeah. I want to watch every sunset. I want to be on every boat ride. I want to play in every golf game that I can't. Like I just, I think that's one of the things that's been so frustrating about this. It's like I have appreciated my healthy body and nature and life yeah. and fitness and exercise. Like I didn't need a wake up call. No. <laughs> yeah, and, I need one. <laughs> don't say take that. Take mine for granted. Well, and you and you have you have great muscles. So you're gonna have muscle memory that's yeah. gonna help you get back in the groove yeah. so much more quickly than someone who Hasn't been exercising. Yeah, I feel it. I feel strong. I feel I, really strong. I had a really difficult time not doing things with my knee because I was, my knee had bothered me for years and years and years and years. And I was so excited to have a knee that doesn't hurt. Mm. And that. And does your, does your knee not hurt at all? It really doesn't. That's phenomenal. When I, the uh, on Friday or Saturday when I skied, when I when they pull when I got up, I, I I could feel it a little bit in my knee, but but then once I started skiing, it was it didn't hurt me at all, and I think it was just some of those muscles being tweaked that I hadn't I had skied mm-hmm. once since my surgery, <clears throat> you know. So and but then on Sunday when I skied, I didn't feel it at all. So. And did you have total confidence going back getting back out skiing? And were you a little hesitant or nervous at all because of my knee, or right. afraid I wouldn't get up? No, no, not afraid you won't get up uh, but because of your knee. No, that's amazing. Well, it's hammered in my bone with stakes steel stakes wow so it's not coming out (laughs) it's probably stronger than before oh oh for sure it's titanium that's amazing you know it's really amazing what they can do it is amazing like you have a plate in your shoulder yeah i'll show you now will that stay there no i have to get it taken out which kind of pissed me off yeah that's yeah yeah i mean i knew i had to get it out before but i asked Phil Scoville is my doctor, and I asked him today, I was like, when am I getting this out now? And he's like, let's not talk about it. You're in a good mood. Yeah. I was like, good idea. Yeah. Well, and I think I, I think that, well, Craig and I were talking when he called after your surgery. I, he's, I said something, and he said, yeah, she'll have to have that taken out. And I said, oh, shoot. And he, and he said, she's not, Phil, Phil said that she's probably not going to like the way it looks. So that if that's your motivation because the steel mm-hmm. plate looks different, then that's kind of mm-hmm. different. That's like yeah. having a little plastic surgery. I didn't even know that. You know, that's what Craig said. Oh, well, you know, I didn't even so know that. So have you looked at it? Yeah. I'll let you look at it. You can see it. Yeah. Let you me can see. see. It's not terrible. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, no, I don't know. They all. might not have to take it that out. It already looks a lot better. Oh, you know? yeah. Remember how janky yeah. it was? Yeah. 
I was looking janky oh, before. That looks really good. Way yeah. to go, Field. Yeah, you Field's Global is the best. In fact, you should probably give me a discount because we have thousands of listeners. <laughs> I know. I Dr. Think, Gladnick did my knee, and I mean, and he's, he's miracle in the, workers. Yeah, they're in the same practice at Carroll Clinic, and, um, and, uh, and he, he was, I told him, I said, if I'd known you were such a good uh, surgeon, because my scar, my scar is so thin, I said, if I'd known that, I might have had you do a little tweaking while I was under. <laughs> <laughs> I joked with Field. I was like, so t- is a tummy tuck included in this? And he was like, no, I asked Craig, and he said you didn't need it. <laughs> I was like, good answer. <laughs> that is a good answer. <laughs> Very smooth. He's like, my wife says I'm worthless because I'm not a plastic surgeon. I was like, I agree with your wife. <laughs> okay, so we need to thank our sponsor today, Abby Rivera from Dallas, Texas. Um, she made a very generous donation. Um, thank you, Abby. Yeah. That's so sweet. Abby Rivera, thank you so very much. Thank you, Abby Rivera. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm really digging our topic today. I think it's very apropos. Um, it's funny that you you uh, suggested this, Janice, because we uh, uh, our listeners don't know this, but y'all two do because you come to my house. But I have Bible study here just before you guys come on Mondays and one of the girls who was here was talking about how she's just really been struggling lately because it just seems like there's so many bad things happening whether it's you know something catastrophic like the comp com what or Nevada what was what's the school oh Uvalde yeah Uvalde school or um so you know a couple of her friends have had some pretty tough diagnosis um, Ukraine, yeah, all of that was happening in the Ukraine, and you know, you and I with our work, you, you know, whether it's whether it's right here in our in your home or or halfway across the world, I do know that there are a lot of people from you know throughout all of our lives who are trying to make sense of if we believe in God and if we have a God or a higher power of your choice. How could such catastrophic, horrible, awful, no good, very bad things happen to, and, and how, does, how does a loving, good God allow those things to happen? And how do we reconcile moving past blaming a higher power for why those things are happening? Well, this is a big topic. It is a big topic. And, you know, I think it's, I, I have an opinion, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know for it's sure great, what it is. It's a great way to open this up. Is this, yes. this is, this is not a knowing. This no, is, it's not a knowing. It's mm-hmm. an opinion mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. That, and what, what my opinion is about this is that we were created with choice Mm -hmm. and you know we 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 choose to eat terrible foods and have that happen to our bodies or or you chose to get on your bicycle that day or i've had a car wreck before and i chose to get in my car and drive and you know so we all have choices and unfortunately people who are very sick mentally 
have choices too and mm. and you know what you know the first thing I thought of when that when the Uvalde shooting happened was the pain the emotional pain of the parents oh god and I the know. terror of the children and that just made me sick to my stomach mm-hmm. and then I started thinking about the young man that did the shooting and where he was you know his mind like he was sick he had terrible had to be sick sick. and that his father you know his his father came out and said you know i lost a child too and you know is that guy dead you know how i don't know anything did the shooter die yeah they shot him finally when they went in which is different (laughs) usually the shooter kills himself but he was shot by the cops yeah and you know the the well there are just so many aspects of it that are so disturbing mm-hmm. and you think why 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 and you know i think that that you know we talk about prayer and we talk about asking and those sort of things and i i personally don't ask for things You're from god claimer. i'm a claimer mm-hmm. and so i don't i can't claim safety for the entire world at all times right you know, because people have choice, sure, and people sure. are wounded, and people have been abused growing up, or they've been bullied in school, and mm-hmm. you know, my biggest kind of concern about all this Im- immediately was, okay, we got to make sure our schools are buckled down mm-hmm. to where nobody yeah. can get yep. in, because there was a while back, not that long ago, that w- when my kids were um, at higher and and at Armstrong that i mean not at higher but at armstrong you couldn't get it you couldn't just walk in the door you had to you had to beep and they came and let you in yeah they'd buzz you in all disd schools you have to be buzzed in and and that needs to be everywhere in Mm -hmm. my opinion well i don't know all disd but my kids went to preston hollow franklin and hillcrest and i have never once been to their school and been able to just walk in yeah well that one teacher propped the door open in this particular situation yeah made it worse but I don't, I don't think that I don't think about. the school was locked anyway, was it? I don't know. But you know, so so there's so much about it that is that is so disturbing. And what as I've thought about this so much, I I thought you know where I know for sure that God is, or my higher power is, or the energy around that is, is in the hearts of people who have to grieve it, mm-hmm. and that's the whole world is aware of this now and Mm -hmm. you know so so i i it does i it doesn't i'm not mad at god for letting it happen because i just don't think that's how it works Mm -hmm. i'm not mad either and i but it makes i know it's frustrating but i also think that it is good because hopefully it will stimulate some change yeah and you know, I grew up in Lubbock, mm-hmm. hunted with my dad. Know how to shoot a hot, uh, know how to shoot a shotgun. Um, have shot a Glock before. I don't. I don't own a. I don't own a gun. Tom will not have a gun in the house. I wouldn't. And either. I probably would, but but I wouldn't now. We do. And and you know, so I think that there will be, but you probably don't have one of those guns that mows people down, do you? <laughs> well, maybe. So, but uh, but you know, I think they'll come in and there'll be some changes around that, mm-hmm. and I think that needs to happen. I have a client who several years ago uh, went to a gun shop, went to a gun shop, 
got a gun on the spot. There wasn't any sort of any sort of licensing. Um, no, like no. And filling out a form. Went out and sat in her car and put the gun in her mouth and killed herself. Oh. I mean, she was, you know, in her probably she was probably in her late fifties or sixties. And, um, you know, so, so there are, in my opinion, I mean, this is an, I I don't, I don't want this to be a political discussion. Right, right. And at the same time, I do think that it's time for hopefully to make some real changes. You know, in this, in April, I think it was like April 28th was the 25th year of this massive shooting in Australia. Mm. And it was in Tasmania. And it was at a park, like I think it was like a picnic place or like a recreational site and something. And a, and a gunman came in with a what, what kind of a um, automatic rifle or shotgun? What is it? A it's rifle? usually an AR-15. Okay, yeah. The one I have is disassembled, by the way, and we don't have ammunition for it. Oh, we only have a pistol for home defense. <laughs> good. So. so anyway, and and killed thirty-five people. Oh. And at that time, the Australian government outruled those guns and they confiscated guns and it was a huge debate because they it because their aspects are parts of australia that are very conservative Mm -hmm. you know but they they um I, i saw an interview by one of the politicians uh that said you know somebody i guess the news person said weren't you afraid of getting and uh, not getting reelected, and he said, "Yes, I was very afraid of not getting reelected." And then the guy said, "Were you reelected?" And the guy said, "No," and he mm. said, "And it was worth every bit wow. of it." See, wow! See, like the Australian outback is one place I would figure maybe you need an AR-15 or something. You know, <laughs> you can't. You, there are no guns. They there are no guns. I've heard about. They that have in confiscated all of the guns. You cannot buy a gun in australia that's crazy even police do police have guns police have guns okay i'm sure i'm sure they have some sort of gun Mm -hmm. but no you can't you cannot buy a gun wow and you know wesley and i were talking about it the other day and she said you know it that's one of the reasons she likes living there so much Uh because it's just houses are not broken into very i mean Uh wesley i've never ever been at Wesley's house when they even locked the door. That's incredible. You know, it's it's, really, because it's, it is different. It's different. It's really different. And you know, it is, uh, it can be political and I'm with you. I don't want to have a political discussion about guns and all that stuff. That's certainly not what we're aiming for today. But I, but to your point, I think that every tragedy and every setback and every wake up call, whatever tragedy, whatever you call it, I think the only reason or the, the the good that can come out of it and the change that comes out of it is what, you know, bringing purpose to the pain. And that's, yeah. I and agree. I think that that is the silver lining in, in all of the heart. You know, if you, if you speak to anybody who's had cancer, let's just say like my dear friend, Kitty, who's been on, yeah on our show about breast cancer like she will tell you that getting breast cancer was the best thing that ever happened to her it it created a sense of um 
of gratitude. It created a sense of awakening with her children and her family and her husband. And it was just kind of a little reset that every, that everybody in her, her, her and everybody in her life and family um, embraced. And they, and they, she and her family brought purpose out of the pain. And I think that, you know, we spin a lot of wills as people trying to figure out why, mm-hmm. answer mm-hmm. that question, why. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, that's a pretty fruitless mm-hmm. <laughs> question. Because there's no answer. Because why did I get hit by a truck? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I. You know how long I'm going to sit here until I get that answer? Till I'm dead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I will never know that answer. So me sitting on the couch, lamenting about why and going down that rabbit trail and feeling sorry for myself, and which I have done, and asking that question, why? I mean, I sat in Craig's backyard and bawled my eyes out asking why. And I've never asked that. Never. Mm-hmm. Never asked why. But it's a really waste. It's a, probably a necessary part of the healing but to to really think or hope that that answer is going to come is is pretty fruitless. Yeah, I, I, and I think that I think it's human to to ask why sure. and to wonder what what on earth good can come for all of those families oh, yeah. in Uvalde. What good is going to come out of that? It you know I don't know, but or why you know mm-hmm. I mean it anyway but i think that what what we can do is replace that why with what now Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. so what now can i do to help make it harder for that to ever happen again Mm -hmm. whether it's Mm -hmm. whether it Mm -hmm. is through a political stand or Mm -hmm. whether it is Mm -hmm. you know contacting the holland park school board and make and just say you know very much make sure that the schools are locked down and Mm -hmm. you know so then you then and then i think that we we rethink a lot of things we Mm -hmm. i mean i think that mental health you Mm -hmm. know there there was also i heard somebody say you know the young man that did that shooting didn't have any history of depression or anything like that and i'm thinking that is that is bs <laughs> nobody there there is mental that kid had some level of mental illness thousand anxiety percent. depression some uh, sort isolation of diagnosed disorder what doesn't matter brain well, I, I mean i just think problem. yeah i mean he you know who knows how he was raised and if he was abused as a child or if he was made mm-hmm. fun of when he was in mm-hmm. middle school mm-hmm. or whatever it was and you know i think that some revamping of of thought or that we start to really emphasize making sure that we double check with people who mm-hmm. seem to be alienated from mm-hmm. their friends mm-hmm. or are teased or bullied oh, or things yeah. like that yeah you know so then that that can be what a what now along with that mm-hmm. that we put a little more emphasis into that absolutely and and to your point <laughs> okay maybe this guy didn't have an appointment with this therapist every week right but there there had to this isn't like a out of the blue like can you believe this perfectly healthy mentally healthy wonderful happy child 
found a gun and shot up a school and killed a bunch of little innocent children and teachers. I mean, there's no way. No. There's there no was, way. No. And and I I know that it's not easy for a lot of people and 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 I could I could really this this could be a very polarizing statement for people for our listeners, but I really I actually do have compassion for the the killer. Um, I understand why people don't have compassion, but there's no way you could be in your right mind. I'm trying to think, what would it take? What kind of damage would have to be done to me emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, for me to get a gun and go sh- shoot up an elementary school? Like what... What would have to happen to Tovacito in order for me to have the capability to do that, for me to have the ability to do that? And it would have to be really, 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 really I don't know. I think really there's got to be bad. some kind of defect that's congenital in some way. I don't, I mean, I don't. I don't think I, it can totally be circumstance. No, I think, I think it's, I mean, I think he was very, very depressed and, and had anxiety and mm-hmm. probably had been bullied. I think that there were, you know, there probably made fun of. I don't think that he... You know, who knows? I mean, socialization in in middle school mm-hmm. and in high school is essential for these kids. Yeah. He I was mean, bullied. I know that. He kids, had like a stutter or something. And kids, Aww. you know, kids kill themselves. They're, I mean, adolescents kill themselves. Yeah. Because, yeah. and so I do think that I, I don't, I mean, you know, I, I don't know what his mental state was. I mean, maybe he had bipolar disorder or something like that, but... You know, that's where I think that we, so uh, another element of the what now is, you know, for parents to really, if your child has been bullied or if they mm. are depressed or if they have anxiety or whatever, that you, you do have them talk to somebody or you take them to the doc, pediatrician or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And maybe, and maybe the schools need to emphasize in middle school and high school how to be a good friend to everybody in the school and to really eliminate as much bullying as you possibly could Mm -hmm. because at that at that early age that can be devastating I I I have never experienced bullying with with myself Uh, nobody's ever bullied me that I'm sure mm -mm, I'm sure people have have made fun of me or talk bad about me but like growing up in in high school or college I never experienced that but I can tell you, if I did, that would have that would have been incredibly because I was so sensitive as a child. That would have annihilated yeah, me. Yeah, were you bullied? I'm sure, a few times. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I think every what, boy has been. What, I don't know. What, how old were you? Um, I would say probably middle school. Yeah. So we're it's it's high school is fine. Yeah. What did people bully you about? What would they make fun of? I don't know. Boys just do stupid shit like that. I can't think of anything really specific. But there are kids who like, like I'm telling you, the... I wasn't like made fun of for my physical appearance or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of kids who are. There was a there yeah. was a boy, the most mad that I have ever been at Anna Princito was when her fifth grade teacher called me and told me she made fun of a boy in their class who has a big head. And I can't remember what his name was, but she she made some connection with a big head and his name and led the charge of making fun of him. 
and that teacher called me and I I lit that girl up. I it's mean, like every kid's been made fun of at some point for something like that. Oh, I I I mean I I lit her up. Lit her up. I mean, <laughs> I was so mad and I I just have a lot of sensitivity. Like there is there should be zero tolerance for bullying and making fun and and yet I know kids do it and 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 you know they're just trying to elevate themselves by putting somebody else down. We know why kids do it, but god, it is so damaging. Well, and I think that I think that if you're I mean, I think the schools need to be really mm-hmm. hard on that and I think parents need to make sure they're not bullying their kids or making fun of their kids and or that's the and truth. that happens too. I don't think the sometimes. schools do a good job about it at all. Well, it Personally. I, they probably don't. I mean, they could do more of it. There, that's I never for saw sure. it being stopped or prevented when I was and, growing and up. And just, well, I don't know that you can stop it, but if you make people aware of it, you know, I mean, I think if you have assemblies and you say, you know, if you are if you are bullying someone, you're expelled from school for three days mm-hmm. or, or I don't know. Yeah, but, but massive the consequences. Aware, uh-huh, mm-hmm. the, the awareness of it. And for parents like you to really not, take it for granted how painful that is for other people yeah. and for you the fact that you lit up Anna Prynne <laughs> was good I bet well, she didn't do it again well I never heard anything else but yeah. I told her this is the reason why kids commit suicide it is it, it the kids go home and they look at their big heads in the mirror and they don't want to have a big head and they don't want to be made fun of for the rest of their life for having a big head and I mean it it made me cry thinking about the fact that my daughter made some another little boy cry. Yeah. I mean it that tears me up. The yeah. thought of that just tears me up. When I was in 5th grade, they uh Dee Dee McCurry made fun of me cuz I had brown stain on the front on my teeth because of the water and Lubbock. You're from Lubbock. Oh, uh-huh. and they said you smoke cigarettes? Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember that. Janice smoked cigarettes. <laughs> that, but it was but it really hurt my feelings. Of course, you know. And here you are knowing her first and last name at 69 years boy. old or her his first and last name. Yeah, he transitioned. Oh. <laughs> Got it. I was like, wait, huh? <laughs> yeah, like I could definitely name some names, but I don't, as far as I know, they're all still alive. Yeah. I'm gonna, I want their name. I'm going to call them. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to call them out right now. Mm. No, not really. I was very short in middle school. Oh, you were? Mm-hmm. Well, they're not teasing you for that now, are <laughs> yeah. they? No, it took till like ninth or 10th grade that I started getting tall. And then did you just shoot up? Mm-hmm. It was really fast. That's By junior amazing. year, I was six feet. How tall are you? Six one, six, six two? feet. So oh. you seem taller than that to me. Probably because I'm lanky. Yeah. So Tove, I have a question. So mm-hmm. how how did your kids react to that that shooting? I don't know. Did y'all talk about it? We didn't. We did not talk about it. I think it affects kids that age really the way you know, because you're kind of in your own world at that age. We did not talk about it. Don't think about but, outer world but problems. But my kids were graduating and ending, uh-huh. and I uh-huh. was having like so. I mean, this is how in the sand my a precious girl that I uh, counsel. She texted me and was like, 
I'm so grateful for you and Janice and the captains on the bridge with all of this stuff happening happening in Uvalde. And I thought Uvalde was over in the Ukraine. It kind of sounds like, like it. I thought it was something bad happened in a small town oh. over yeah. there. And it like, sounds like it could be I'm an overseas country. You, I have not, like I've had I've been so out of it, completely <laughs> out of it. I know. So that night I was like Craig, what what what's happening in the world? What bad thing? I had somebody else pray. Like I'm really struggling with all this stuff happening. Can you please pray with me or for me? And I was like, "What happened today?" And he was like, "There was a massive shooting at a school." And I was like, "Where?" And he was like, "Texas." I was like, "Uvalde's in Texas." I mean, I've been just been clueless. There was another shooting the other day, and then that escaped convict murdered that family of four. There's like all kinds of horrible stuff going on. What are you talking about? This ex-convict. This guy who escaped prison uh, broke out of jail and murdered a family of four. No, I don't think so. No, it was outside of Houston. Yeah, I heard it on the ticket. I get all my news from the sports radio station. Hey, I think that's a good space. <laughs> it is. I'd rather get it there than uh, actual news. Oh, I never watch the news. Yeah, it was Texas, though. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. And so did he know the family? What was the motivation? No, there? he was <gasps> hiding out in their yeah. in their cabin in the, at the lake. And oh, the, my gosh. Uh, and the family came out, the, out to the lake. And no. uh, he... Killed them all and took their Four car. Four of them, yeah. But what? Yeah. Nightclub shooting in Tennessee, then other mass shootings over the weekend. Crazy. Well, I just think that it's you know I think that we I think that what we want to do with this, or at least what I'm going to do with this, is really not put my head in the sand mm-hmm. and 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 don't and not think we can do something. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think it needs to be really hard to buy a gun. Yeah, I do too. And, I really do too. And I think that I think you could. I think they ought to absolutely outlaw those automatic weapons that can just mow people down. The fact that we well, you can only I, sell semi-automatic weapons. You can't sell full auto, not in the United States. Well, even those. But you know, but that's just you know. If it, I feel like if you know the right people, you can not, you can get whatever you want. No, that's really hard to get. Is it? Full automatic weapons, yeah. I mean, what do I know about anything? I don't know anything, but I agree with you 100%. I think the fact that that, that client of yours could just walk into a gun store and... and well, the gunsmiths can convert semi-auto to full auto if you have the right knowledge, so I don't know. I, that is that is a travesty. The access that... He bought that gun legally. Oh. What, my client? The Uvalde shooter. Oh, yeah. How old was he? I think he's 17. 17, yeah. And you can you buy it? So they have to do a background 17? check, but he's too young for anything to pop up on that. I mean... I don't get, know. Maybe he was older. Maybe he was 18. I feel like he was... Or maybe he had a fake ID. They all yeah. have fake IDs anyway. Yeah, they do all have <laughs> fake IDs. <laughs> no, they said they checked it all out, and it was, it was legal. Really? So he legally purchased that gun. And did he kill his that. grandmother first? Shot her out of... Yeah. She, yeah, she, yeah, I think he shot her. And did she die? I think so. I thought she lived. Did she live? I she may have know. died later. I'm I'm looking it up just to. It's just all so 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 tragic. It's really, really. So it is, up. and I don't, and I don't want to get. I, I don't want all you guys who listen. We appreciate you so much, and I don't want you to get off this and think, oh my gosh, here we are again talking about all of this, and <laughs> it's so depressing. And I do believe that the captain is on the bridge, and I do mm-hmm. believe that. Mm-hmm. 
there is a change coming that's going to benefit people and yep. hopefully make our world a little safer and and knowing that that there that the my higher I believe with every fiber of my being that my higher power has infused those families and with peace and love mm-hmm. and support mm-hmm. and all of that mm-hmm. that is not going to take it away but it will move them through it absolutely and that i absolutely. appreciate that a mm-hmm. lot mm-hmm. i do too i do believe and i don't know exactly where it is in the bible but that verse that you know it's annoying when people tell me and remind me that that we are never given anything beyond our capacity to endure and and get to the other side of i do believe that there is this mechanism that we have as humans that whatever is given to us we do have the capacity to get to the other side of it Mm -hmm. I, i believe that god does infuse us with everything we need to get to the other side of it, even yeah. though it feel could feel at the moment that you're never going to get to the other side of it. Yeah, that, yeah. That you can and you will. And I think that's there for the taking too. I don't mm-hmm. think you have to ask for it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to pray for it. I don't think anybody has to pray for it for me. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's there. And I think that that's why I like the idea of just tapping into it kind of like turning on your faucet mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm. there and mm-hmm. so i can mm-hmm. flood because it's our thinking that creates all these feelings mm-hmm. and so as we infuse ourselves with with things that are true and good and healing then our our emotional well-being will change too because yes. our thinking is what creates our feelings yes and so we need to work on our thoughts around and, that and you know what we also need to protect our thoughts i know that a lot of people it's, exactly turn on you know they hear about these things and then they become obsessed about reading about it and getting to the bottom of it and they know every detail and it takes learning and 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 obsessing over all of these bad horrible things that that sell that that the bad news sells because the six o'clock news tonight is not going to talk about all the good things happening in dallas right and and or in the nation or in the world because that doesn't that's not sexy it doesn't sell tragedy sells Mm -hmm. horror sells you know awful things sell and while we you know they'll give us the two minute store good story good feeling story at the end of the network it's not what the news is about and so i I know several people who've got off social media and and i don't watch the news or or the only watching the news the only information i've gotten is what pops up on my ipad when i open it yeah and i look at the headline and then shut it yeah because i just that's that's another thing that's interesting about australia i mean their news is like filled with stories about like the duckbill platypus that had babies on the roof and <laughs> it's really very interesting and they, they might be onto something well and they just don't have as much tragedy because they don't have as much violence oh yeah well that's that's for starters but number two i think i think you know our eyes are our eyes and our spirit and our mouth and our thoughts and all goes goes to where we go go we take it you know, we take, we take all of it to where, I, I know that doesn't make sense. Let me say it another way. 
if what we fill our mind with and what we spend our time with is what is going, it, it is our reality. So if I spent 24 hours a day with Fox News on and it was doom and gloom, guess what I would believe and what kind of energy would exist? Like doom and gloom. This is a scary, awful world. Oh, it's awful. It's, it's a awful. scary, it's scary awful. world. You can't send your kids to school. Yeah. Yeah. I, everything's falling apart. The, the World War Four is about to start any second. We're probably all going to die. COVID is for sure going to have another strand by next year. And I mean, you can really fall off the cliff every day about something horrible that's happening in the world well and that is what we have power over we mm -hmm. don't have to listen we don't and we can turn to. it off you can turn it off you can and turn off you can look at it and let it go and and yeah and you can even turn something else on yeah like there's a whole bunch of really positive beautiful things yeah i'm, I'm watching joe millionaire <laughs> who's joe millionaire it's a reality show is that it i turned on yesterday it's so ridiculous all these two guys one of them has uh, a lot of money and the other one does not have a lot of money and they are there's a like 24 girls in this house they don't know which one is and the they rich don't one. know which one is the rich one and so the girls are trying to figure it out and the boys are dating all the different women to figure out who they like i would so, love this show <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely it will take your brain somewhere else <laughs> oh, hilarious that is so funny yeah. joe but millionaire there, there's a lot of really ridiculous things but there's also a, a lot of really inspiring books and inspiring podcasts and inspiring things that we music that we can well fill our and there's entertainment with. there's just yeah. entertainment yeah. just entertain go yourself see top gun yeah turn off the news and go <laughs> stop hearing about uvaldi and go go watch tom cruise <laughs> I have been wanting to see that. I don't know. That might not be good. You might go home and think, "Oh, <laughs> not me." Of course, I, I've heard. I've heard it's an amazing movie. I've heard it's really good too. Uh -huh. I would like to see it mm -hmm. in the theater. Me too. Bren went, took her girls, and she said it was just so fun being in the movie theater with popcorn and watching that great movie. Yeah, I yeah. told Craig this might be the thing that gets people back in the in the theaters yeah it's been huge people just don't yeah it yeah. has been huge don't go to the movies anymore yeah anyway i think that we need to protect ourselves from from all of the too. bad because we can you'll find what you're looking for you yeah. will find whatever and, it is you're looking for and if you feed it it'll grow yeah it'll just get bigger and bigger and if you starve it it will it will it'll die uh -huh, it'll die mm-hmm so anyway yeah no i think that that's i think that is the remedy of all of this is protecting our thoughts, protecting our mind, protecting what what we put in our mind, what we allow in our mind, what we talk about. And if you're if you are inclined to to participate in anything that can make it better, then you can do that too. Yes, you know, I mean, like reach out to the schools and yeah. and double check with all of that and make sure that. Yeah, do but, something about it. Uh huh. Do something about it. Yeah, be a part it. of the change. Mm -hmm. Be a yeah. part of of the change that that you want to see, or you're sitting around, you know, bitching about, or yeah. complaining about, or having so much fear about. Yeah, yeah. Do you? I know the answer to this. You don't have any fear about anything happening in the world, do you? Uh, no, 
You mean like massive? Any, like some, yeah, like uh, hmm. from a universal, even a community set. Like, do you fear anything that's happening in the world right now? Uh, fear? Like, no, uh-uh, not really. I don't, I'm not worried about Russia or Ukraine or any of that. And I'm not, I'm really not worried about, I, I, di- I did think the other day after that shooting, I thought I want, I'm going to, I need to call and make sure that the HP schools are on top of this. Lockdown. I mean, mm-hmm. not that mine is going to make any difference, but I thought I'd do that. And, but, and I've contributed a little money to support that sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but no, I'm not real, I'm not really afraid of anything. Mm-hmm. Trying to think. Are you afraid of anything going on? <laughs> I'm afraid on right of now? tons of stuff. Like what? What are you afraid it's of? The right state now? of the union, inflation, recession, the poor stock market, all kinds of stuff. And so, like, do you spend a lot of time having fear around that? Uh, I mean, I think that I think no, that not that's really. normal. I I don't think that that's strange. I think that you probably speak on behalf of a better part of the people who listen to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. been it's just been rough. The last mm-hmm. couple of years, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and a lo- and a lot of those things really affect people's jobs, absolutely income, future, I mean, family, family. So, yep. so I get, I understand why those are real. So, Janice, when somebody comes to you and they're worried about the recession or they're worried about um, uh, the stock God, market, gas alone, it's like hard to yeah. commute anymore. Gas alone, $110 to fill up my car the other day. God. $110. Do you have to use premium? I don't have to, but my brother put it in. Gotcha. Uh, you probably got a big tank, so you got a big car. Yeah. If somebody can, so what I do with that, if somebody's really concerned about all of those things, mm-hmm. what and I. They feel legitimate, right? Oh, sure. Because, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, is that you, first of all, write down what you're afraid of happening. Afraid the market's going to go to zero. I don't really think that's going to happen, but it'll, but it may be off and on for a while. Yep. Uh, Not the first time. And so you make (laughs) a list of what you're afraid of. Then after you do that, come up with two or three things that are action oriented that you can do to, some of that may be not watching the news or some of it might be, you know, trying to save a little bit of money, not spending quite as much money on Mm -hmm. your vacation or Mm -hmm. whatever's going to do the opposite of what you're afraid of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. will help that fear Mm -hmm. dissipate, you know. And then, you know, I do, I mean, I do think that the captain is on the bridge and that we've been here in this sort of a situation before with the markets and all of that stuff. And, you know, but, but in, until that shifts, which I do believe things will shift again, come up with some strategies that are going to make you feel better about that. If you're worried about saving money, then start a little savings account or put a little money in a jar or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever's going to work for you. Because action, a plan and action and acceptance will help you. So it is what it is. But I'm, I am not, I can do these things that are going to make me feel better about what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I think that you'll, you know, but you'll want to try to do that with your brain and do a thought replacement. If you find yourself, oh my gosh, the world is going to hell in a handbag. 
then walk outside and look at the things that you're grateful for and look at the people who are kind and the people in the grocery store. Just do some thought replacement because it will work. It does work. Yeah, it, it really, really does. does. But I think that that's what we do. And then we watch for the change. Mm-hmm. And it's coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not at all worried about the future for my grandchildren as mm-hmm. far as the economic picture or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't worry about that. No. I'm really, I'm really not afraid of anything. I don't think I'm afraid of anything, but I don't know. I, I, now I that don't, you got out of that chair. Yeah. Yeah. I was afraid about I that. Yeah. I know. I did. That's I really scary. I was afraid. And I hated being in a wheelchair. I Like I said couple weeks ago it's really opened my eyes to a lot this, no kidding but but again that's it's a perfect example of of finding a lot you know my eyes have been open to how un unaccommodating the world is and you to, know what it's like to be disabled to to people with disabilities to people in wheelchairs and while i'm i'm probably not going to go on a crusade to change all of the sidewalks and <laughs> you know to for to make it more accessible i there is an awareness that's been, yeah. that has been planted in my life and my children's life and Craig's, and it's like, wow! You just it creates it creates something new, and even if that little seed is empathy in me, and my children, and those closest to me, I, I think that's huge because yeah. my children, I promise you, are going to always hold the door for somebody in a wheelchair. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're not going to try to race ahead. And, and and that's something. It is something. And that's putting yeah. kindness and thoughtfulness back into the world. Yeah. From yeah. from a painful, awful tragedy that has no why. Um, if you do go see Top Gun, bring the wheelchair because you get to go to the front of the line. So. Oh, really? <laughs> I <think so. laughs> I'm going with you to watch it. <laughs> if it's more comfortable than a movie seat, I don't know. Oh, well, they're pretty I, comfy these days. Yeah, I love the movie seats, and especially those ones you lay yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. I like the asleep. ones. I like to sit on the very f- front row of the second level with the yeah. bar. With the bar. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. that's a great spot. Uh-huh. I like to sit on the aisle. A lot of people don't like that, but it's because I like to get up a lot. Oh, me too. And I don't like to sit next to people who are eating popcorn because most people. <laughs> don't I try to avoid eat. sitting next to anyone they as just, much as I can. They don't eat popcorn with their mouth shut, and it's so noisy. It, is so, it can be really annoying. It can, to with, hear and they'll pick one corn and put it in their mouth and and shut their teeth on it without shutting their lips. Is that and interesting? So that we loud. chose popcorn to be. <laughs> The snack at the, the definitive movie, movie snack. Yeah, yes. it should have been the loudest raisins. food ever. The loudest food ever. <laughs> at least it's not carrots. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. That's the truth. That's like the hardest thing to eat with your mouth closed. Okay, I know that I've said this on the remedy before, but I'll, it seems very apropos with and and we can end with this. But one of the things that. Uh, after after Charlie died, I think I've told y'all that all you have to do is lose a child for a hundred books to show up on your porch. And <laughs> one of the books, I most of them I discarded, but the one that I read was I think the only one I needed to read, and it was written um, by a rabbi, a Jewish rabbi, and it's called "When Bad Things Happen to Good People." I've read it, and I'll, I'm looking it up right now so that people who want to buy it. Um, did you like it? I loved it. What did you love? I loved the whole I mean it's been years ago. How long when did that come out? 
It was written by Harold S. Kushner, and it's six dollars on Amazon. I I th- I just liked the the idea that you're not uniquely chosen for mm-hmm. bad things. Yep. That life happens, but there's no divinity dropping it on you. No, God is not up there playing chess with mm, our lives. No, and saying, okay, Janice, things have been pretty good, so we're going to put something yep. in there. Yep. Yeah. Or Tova, you didn't appreciate your body enough or you didn't appreciate what right. you've been getting. So I'm going to I'm gonna orchestrate a truck to hit you. I just no. I don't believe it. So it was written in 1981 and it was written by a... It's, uh, I'll read the thing. It says, When Bad Things Happen to Good People is a 1981 book by Harold Kushner, a conservative rabbi. He addresses in the book one of the principal problems of the- theodicy, the conundrum of why. Mm-hmm. And the thing that, but he doesn't, the name of the book is not why bad things happen to good people. When. It's when. Because mm-hmm. he says it's it's inevitable mm-hmm. it, that it's going to happen. So it's not why, but when it does, how will you respond? Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. It is. It's really good. So if you pick up a book or if you're in, if you're struggling with that thought and you like to read, that's, that's the one book to go grab. I might reread that. It's, it's been really a long time. Since my book is finished, I, I get to read books Congratulations. now. Congratulations. <laughs> oh my gosh, Thank I cannot believe you. we've done the entire podcast and we did not talk about that. It's fine. We don't oh need to talk gosh. about it. No, that's such an amazing I'm just thing. I'm so happy. I told Tom, I said, I can't tell you what it feels like to just get up and not have to think, oh God, I need to hurry up and finish that chapter or... You know, well, yeah. I'm excited for you. Me too. I really I'm just am glad excited to have for that you. done. Now we just need the agent to come. Yeah, we need an agent. So help us out, peeps. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I was so excited when you I sent was, me that. Yeah, that was a, that ridiculous. Really it was really fun. <laughs> I sent this really weird video to my daughters, and I sent one, a copy of it to Kevin and Tova. Did you watch that video? Of her dancing because she finished her book? Oh, I don't. I don't think so. Sorry. <laughs> it was amazing. I was in the middle of some shit. And Tova, yeah. so I said, so I started it off by saying, girls, there's something that I need to tell you. <laughs> and then I said, my book is finished. Then I acted like a crazy nut. And Tova said she was afraid that I was going to say that I was pregnant. Because <laughs> she was like, girls, I have an announcement and it's it's pretty important. And so um, I, you know, something really important I need to tell you and share with you. Um and then she goes, I finished my book. I was like, well, I was either you finished your book or, you, or you're or you pregnant. I didn't know which one it was, but I think I'm happy that you finished your book. Yeah. Well, had I gotten pregnant, I would have like been the only woman in the entire world who didn't have a uterus or tubes or any of those ovaries that got pregnant. And I would have probably made a lot of money. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much impossible. Then that, that, there's your next book. I would book. have tossed that book in the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen and Oprah and that's a real, yeah. here I that's come. A story. <laughs> with an x-ray with my vacant body oh, down below. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, if anybody could do it, you could. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad it's your book oh, and not a baby. Oh, Lord, <laughs> me too. <laughs> well, we hope y'all are doing great. Hope that um, you find the, the positive and the happy and the good to see today. 
Um, and we can't wait to be back with you next week. Thanks for listening. Pass Thanks it along for to listening. somebody who could use it. Bye.